and we're almost there. We're getting there. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. There he is. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good, man. How things been back home? You are you back home right now? Yeah, I just got home yesterday. Sweet, awesome, man. How have things been? You finish up finals, good and stuff. Yeah, I got one more this afternoon, so. Just oh, kinda, okay. Kind of waiting for that to end, and then I'm and then I'm free. Awesome, yeah. Then you're free, man. That's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah so, dude, really glad you wanted to come on the podcast, man um had a great time i was over at merida with ben taking pictures and just had a great time watching you guys out there and um yeah dude super glad you wanted to come on the podcast really appreciate it man yeah thanks for having me yeah definitely you have any questions or anything before we get started or uh, i think i'm all good yeah yeah pretty straightforward yeah just questions guide the conversation um if you lose your train of thought or anything like take your time and like i can edit just about anything else so it doesn't have to be perfect in one go gotcha. um and then at the end it'll sound like i'm signing off that's just for like recording purposes and then, um, yeah, then we'll chat after if you need to chat or anything and we'll be good to go. Sounds good. Sweet. Awesome. I'll introduce you, man. And then we'll just get straight to the questions. All right. Sounds good. Sweet. Hello, everyone. And welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonado featuring University of Oklahoma golfer. We have Chris Goddard up on the podcast this week, everybody. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm super glad you want to come on, you know, watching you over at Merido and the rest of the OU team come out on top. Um, it was pretty awesome. So he's really glad to get you on the podcast and just kind of get to know you a little bit more. So we'll start in the first question here. Where are you from? And how'd you get into the game of golf, man? I'm from Little Silver, New Jersey, a uh, mm -hmm. little small beach town in uh, New Jersey. And I got into the game from my dad. He's been playing ever since I can remember. So um, it's been fun to do it that way. And, uh, you know, my whole family does it. And um all my family friends that we play with over at our course you know yeah. we all kind of just go over and mess around and it, it makes it fun yeah well it's nice to have like a family of it because you know you kind of have some people to go along the journey with a little bit and kind of guide you a little bit so um yeah. you're not doing it all on your own you know um which is pretty nice so i mean kind of talk about like as you grew up a little bit maybe talk about where you went to high school what your high school days were like and maybe your kind of junior career a little bit as well yeah, so I went to Christian Brothers Academy in um, Lincroft, um, kind of like a small private school by me, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which, which is really athletically, you know, a powerhouse in yeah. uh, our state. We have a, a ton of state championships and all that good stuff for, across the board. Um, and, you know, it was a blast. I had a great time. We had some really good players come through, like – uh, my Rutgers teammate, uh, Brendan Hanson, went there, yeah. and yeah. Uh, South Carolina, Jack Wall, who also played on our team. So we had a pretty good team. Yeah. Um, and then for junior golf, you know, I definitely did it differently. Mm -hmm. uh, I was I was really pretty anti-AJGA. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting because everyone else is not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I liked – you know, we're so – the New Jersey and, like, the Met um, – we have so many good courses and the golf associations are so good. Yeah. But, um, I focused on that, just playing state AMs, met AMs, yeah. state opens and all that good stuff. So I definitely regionalized my um, recruiting, I guess, a mm -hmm. little bit, but I didn't really care because I enjoyed playing at home and not really traveling and kind of doing my own thing. So I'm happy I did that, to be honest, because um, it just it was more enjoyable for me. And, you know, I got to meet so many cool people just – playing in our area rather than flying all around the uh, country and playing and stuff like that yeah when i mean it's kind of like you know a lot of people say if you play good golf kind of anywhere all the coaches will come and find you um yeah. you know even though you you know playing in those ajjs or whatever you know they're they're you know they're pretty they're pretty high level tournaments but still though i mean if you're going out playing and you know your local stuff with you know just areas that you're comfortable in and like you said you kind of regionalize you know school-wise and everything like that but i mean I mean, you're playing, you know, top level programs. I mean, it's just kind of, it just kind of shows you that, you know, you can get to where you want to be without playing AJGAs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think also, you know, we have so many like legit big time courses in, mm -hmm. New, Jersey and New York and all that. So yeah, on those courses really 
you know, it's pretty much pro level to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, so if you can play on those, you can play pretty much everywhere. There you go. That's it, man. That's it. So, I mean, at what age did you start the recruiting process and kind of how'd you go about that? Were they just more so reaching out to you or did you kind of send your emails to some, you know, the schools you regionalized or kind of how'd you go about that, man? To be honest, I really didn't do much, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of emails here and there. Um, it was pretty easy for me. Not, not yeah. that, not that I had like a gazillion offers. I only had like two or three, but right. Um, I kind of, you know, being from New Jersey and Rutgers just went to the Big Ten right before my recruiting kind of started. So mm-hmm. I was probably a sophomore and I think I committed junior year. Yeah. So um, it was it was a simple process for me. I It made sense and I got a nice offer and uh, it was hard to turn down to play in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, you know, you're so comfortable playing kind of in your, you know, in your home area, junior level. I mean, why not play it at the Division One level that Rutgers is at? Um, I mean, and still like you, you kind of, it seems like you just went out there, you play golf, you, you, you know, you played, you know, good golf to get, you know, offers from universities like Rutgers and, um, it kind of all just fell into place. I mean, that's kind of really nice to have that happen. Um, you know, what was it, was it about, you know, them being in the big 10, they're kind of close to home and stuff. Was that something that was really attractive for you? Was there something about the program or university that really stuck out to you? Um, I would say a lot of different things, you know, obviously, being close to home but not like yeah not that I needed to be close to home but um mm-hmm. yeah staying close you know playing all these places that I know right the big times obviously one of the big time conferences maybe mm-hmm. not golf wise but it's still pretty strong yeah um and then all the other things that come with it, it's good school um yeah you know the connections that I would make there being from home would mm-hmm. be pretty valuable so uh, for me, based on my other offers and situations, it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, you know, kind of talk about that transition from playing, you know, those high-level courses in your junior golf and kind of, you know, your junior career to playing at Rutgers University, you know, Divin- Division One program. Kind of talk about that transition into your freshman year. I mean, what was it like? Did you really have to adjust to kind of the college life and college golf, or was it pretty smooth? Um. I would say the college life part was smooth, like, because mm-hmm. I knew a lot of the kids and yeah. uh, it was pretty easy for me to just, you know, keep kind of rolling socially, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. college golf part was definitely different. Um, I realized that I was nowhere near where I needed to be. Gotcha. Uh, I was kind of getting steamrolled here and there. Uh-huh. You know, I would play good one week and there was no consistency with my game, especially early on. And I was mm-hmm. not in the shape I needed to be um gotcha. I was pretty out of shape actually but uh <laughs> but you know I realized it probably took me the whole year to realize all that stuff yeah um, and then I knew kind of after that year I things had to change a little bit um going into you know the rest of my career mm-hmm. yeah when I mean that first year going into you know from high school junior golf to a division one program like that I mean that's kind of a big transition and I mean like you said you kind of find a lot of things out that maybe you need to work on and things you need to change. And, um, you know, I feel like that whole first year of anybody's really, you know, college career, it's kind of a learning curve for sure. And I mean, it's going to be different, but it's nice that you, you know, you got along well with all the guys socially, that wasn't an issue because if that's an issue, that's like, you know, that's just another thing that you have to worry about whenever you're, you know, whenever you're not playing golf. Um, but I mean, that's great that it seemed like it was a pretty smooth, you know, pretty smooth transition uh, socially, but then, you know, the golf wise, as you went into your sophomore year and kind of your years at Rutgers, I mean, what, what was something that you got comfortable with or, you know, what allowed you to, you know, kind of leave the legacy that you, that you did at Rutgers? I mean, you had a stellar career there. Yeah. Um, so I think the big thing was, like I said, I was, I got in pretty good shape after mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I think I came in my freshman year at like 250 pounds or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty damn heavy. <laughs> they so were, you I, play a little football on the side too, or no, yeah, I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't built for that either. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding, man. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I took that pretty seriously and I got down to 205 my sophomore year. Good uh, deal, man. So that's kind of when things kind of clicked, you know, mm-hmm. I, there wasn't, everything kind of changed because of that. You know, I was still doing the same stuff um, golf wise, but mm-hmm. it just changed because I got stronger, faster. Yeah. All that stuff. So, um, and then I started playing a lot better and more consistent and 
that's kind of when things kind of clicked for me. It was that sophomore year, the spring of sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to win Big Tens that year. I lost by one or two, mm-hmm. uh, but I had the lead at one point. And, you know, that's kind of when I was like, okay, I can kind of do this um, and not really, like, I didn't really think about that freshman year. I was kind of just going with the flow. And um, that's when I kind of turned turned things up a little bit. And, uh, you know, it was like, all right, I'm going to take this pretty seriously and work hard and get get to where I want to be. Yeah, and I mean, just getting any kind of confidence is super, like, that's a major key whenever you you kind of, you know, figuring things out and you get a little spark of something and, you know, you kind of get back on track to the golf that you want to be playing. Um, I mean, that's huge. That, that's huge, especially whenever you found it at such, you know, young time in your college career because you're able to perform, you know, amazingly at Rutgers, um, you know, kind of talk about just the team at Rutgers. I mean, what was it like kind of going week to week there? You know, what was your guys' weekly schedule like? And maybe just kind of talk about, you know, your teammates and stuff a little bit. Uh, so I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was it was so much fun for me because we got to play all these places that I've grown up playing. And um, it really never felt like, you know, not a job, but like, I had fun doing it. Um, yeah. You know, we were working out all the time um, on the road and doing all the normal college golf stuff. But absolutely. For me, it was more fun than I think, you know, your average kid just because it meant a little more, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was just a lot of fun. You know, our team was awesome. Um, There's so many different guys that I can't, so the guys that I came in my freshman year, I'm still best friends with you know yeah hang out all the time and then even the guys today we're still on the team I talk to all the time um and you know I just I, I'm just happy that was the place I went to first and kind of proved myself there um because it just it just means a little more to me playing there and playing at home mm-hmm. um, and you know creating a little bit of a um you know hopefully I hopefully I did enough to where um they'll be in a good position to see that people can go play there and play successfully on that stage. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you had some pretty great accomplishments there. You were, you know, the big 10 player of the year that, you know, you're the 2019, 2020 year, um, you know, you're the 2020 first team, all big 10. Um, you were, I mean, you were an all American. I mean, you had all these, you know, accomplishments that you had your scoring average throughout your whole career there was 70.39 um, I mean, you're, you're one of the best to go kind of go down and go through the Rutgers program. Um, you know, as your years were kind of coming to an end, you know, what, and I'm, you know, COVID canceled, you know, one of the seasons and stuff like that. But I mean, what kind of, you know, what was your thought process and what were you thinking kind of whenever that, that COVID canceled year? I mean, obviously you're playing at University of Oklahoma now. Um, you know, kind of talk about that process a little bit and, you know, what was kind of going through your mind and wanting to enter the transfer portal? Yeah, um, it's pretty interesting. So my junior year playing at the last tournament at Carlton River, mm-hmm. I tore a ligament in my thumb and needed like needed some pretty serious surgery. OK, um, so I played I actually played through that whole event with that. Oh, my um, gosh. Wow. And then. I had no idea that our season was going to get canceled after that. So right, um, I actually played, I, I think I came like top 15, which is still probably one of like the best events that I've ever played considering my scenario. Yeah. But, um, and that kind of secured my all American status for that year, mm-hmm. uh, even though the season got canceled. But so I going into that off season with all that was going on, um, I kind of hit a hard reset. I came out of that playing terrible. Okay. Um, you know, I hadn't played in four or five months. Mm-hmm. And then we got our fall season canceled. Um, so it's, it was kind of just, everything was kind of swirling for me and I was all over the place. Okay. Um, and then we hit our, my senior year spring, we got to play mm-hmm. and um, I was just going through it and, you know, I played, I played all right. I would think I, I had a good season, average season. Yeah. For what I was kind of considering for my year. Yeah. Um, and I, the PGA Tour U thing, I was sliding like crazy. I started at 17 and I had a solid year mm-hmm. and I was just sliding and sliding. And I was like, God, nothing's going right. Um, so that um, I played good at big tens. I think I came in six and had like a low round of the day. Yeah. And I kind of knew that our team stuff was over because um, the team wasn't going to make regionals, but I think I was going to. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I texted coach. I was like, coach, we got to we got to talk. Um, 
and that's when I decided to hit the portal. But I will say this, that it, it had nothing to do with, you know, Rutgers and everything. They gave me so much and I, I could really never repay right. them for what they've done. Um, but I just knew in my best interest that it would have been better for me to even the guys too. Like, I don't want to take a year, another year at school, you know, kind of taking up someone else's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I knew all those guys and it was their time to kind of break through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew it was best for me to move on. Yeah, no, and I mean, it, it happens like that sometimes. I mean, and, and like you said, Rutgers gave you everything that you possibly, you know, could have had or could have wanted. Um, you know, you left a great legacy there. And I'm sure, you know, like you said, you know, you talk to a lot of guys that are, you know, that were your teammates and still are on that team. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just it happens. And, you know, obviously, I'm sure you want to play, you know, at the highest level possible and, you know, in the college world. And, um, you know, just kind of going to University of um, Oklahoma, that's, you know, that's kind of one of the best programs out there. Um, kind of talk about that process a little bit. You know, when did that communication start with Coach, you know, over at University of Oklahoma? And um, just kind of talk about, you know, why you committed there. You know, what were the things that were so attractive about there? So when I hit the portal, my phone was blowing up like crazy. But I bet. Um, <laughs> I bet. It was interesting how it kind of worked out because Coach never reached out to me first. Oh, okay. And I never reached out to him. There was a mutual friend that put us in a group chat together. He's like, hey, Chris in the portal, you should talk to him. Oh, wow. Gotcha. So then, um, so then that's kind of how we got talking. And um, it's funny how it all worked out. I, you know, my top two were Pepperdine and Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. About as different as it could get. Mm-hmm. And they both ended up playing national championship against each other. Right. Um, and I was just sitting on the couch watching. And um, it was pretty cool how it all worked out. And, you know, I knew that Coach Hibble was, you know, more of my style, per se. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm a little more hardcore and just, you know, I was probably going to get the best out of myself going with him. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously playing on TV as much as we have already and, and yeah. in the future, it's just a nice stepping stone. Um, and obviously competition day in and day out of school is, is, is tough. So um, it's exactly what I signed up for and I've gotten, I've gotten what I've signed up for so far. Yeah. when well, I mean, it's, you know, it's a huge, huge program, you know, it's very well known for producing, you know, really good players and you guys have a lot of great players on your team, like you kind of said a little bit, um, you know, it's it's really interesting that, you know, you go from playing so well at Rutgers to, you know, continuing that at University of Oklahoma. Um, you know, you're ranked number one player, you know, in the college rankings, according to Golf Week. You know, what does that kind of mean to you, knowing that, you know, you had such a great legacy at Rutgers and you're transferring to University of Oklahoma and continuing that at, you know, this high level program. I mean, is there any, any is like, what does that mean to you kind of being ranked as an number one player on the golf week rankings there? Uh, it's cool. Cause it's kind of exactly what I signed up for, you know? Yeah. Uh, but obviously I knew going into school that I was going to have to bring it probably more so than, you know, cause I, not to be like uh, upfront, but like, at Rutgers, I kind of knew I was going to play. So mm-hmm. there was never really like a – Right. Um, and at Oklahoma, you know, first week I'm like, all right, I got to qualify. Like if, yeah. I, if I transfer in and don't qualify and don't make it to Pebble, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so I think it kind of just upped my, you know, ability to like – you know, I was like, I got to bring it coming in here. Um, right. And it's kind of just pushed me ever since. And obviously I live with – me and Logan live together and mm-hmm. coming in and playing with – him right away was was huge and you know i'm playing yeah. against him every day and we're just we're going at it with each other all the time and uh it's it's fun that you know we kind of both push each other and uh while giving each other a hard time so it's fun yeah it's all fun man and i mean it's nice that you're able to come in and kind of you know it seems like you you know you're pretty easy to get along socially with and stuff i mean you come into this new program you know you kind of fit right in and it's funny that you bring up you know you're like okay actually i gotta qualify now and um and i gotta earn my spot so it's, you know, it's a whole different dynamic when you go into University of Oklahoma because it's, you know, it's, I mean, that's all you got to say is University of Oklahoma, the program there is amazing. Um, but I mean, this past semester, you talked a little bit briefly about how you guys have played on TV quite a bit and you guys have been having a great, you know, last semester here. You guys won at Merida, which was televised on the Golf Channel. You also won at Eastlake Cup, which was televised on the Golf Channel as well. You know, mixing a couple second place finishes and a third place finish. I mean, you guys had an amazing semester this, you know, in this past semester and just kind of talk about what it means to 
kind of carry that number one ranking as a team and then let alone your number one ranking, you know, as an individual, you know, according to the golf week rankings, I mean, is there any sort of pressure when you tee it up or is it just kind of go out there and play golf? Um, there's definitely not a pressure. I don't want to say that's a pressure, but like, it's fun. It's more fun than pressure for like, uh-huh. at least for me, you know, um, cause this is all new to me too. So, right. um, I'm kind of going through it with, I you know coach, I coach has been there forever. So he knows, he knows mm-hmm. what number one feels like. And I don't think he really is too concerned about it. Um, Absolutely. But you know, for me, it's fun and I just embrace it. Um, you know, that's this, like I said before, it's what I signed up for. So, um, mm-hmm. it's for me, it's fun going out there and playing with maybe a target on our back, but, um, I would say going into the year, no one really thought that we were going to be as good as we were. So, mm-hmm. um, it's fun to, you know, that definitely made us push ourselves a little harder and, yeah. um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun, you know, going out there and, and winning with the guys. Um, it's, it's what we work for. So it, it's nice and rewarding. Yeah. And kind of talk about what's it like playing in front of TV. I mean, you guys have played, you know, numerous tournaments in front of the television, I'm sure at Rutgers, you, you know, you probably didn't get that kind of exposure. I mean, was that kind of something that was all new to you as well? Kind of having that attention towards you guys or, you know, what's um, that like? Definitely new. I, we played big 10 championships on TV. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like overwhelming, but you know, it's definitely different um, when you got the camera on your face and pretty much every shot. But yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, I love it. Um, you know, uh, getting able to being able to sh- kind of show off a little bit in mm-hmm. front of the camera is, is fun. And it definitely brings out the best in you if you've got what it takes. Um, right. So for me, it's it, it's it's just fun. I, I enjoy it. And, uh, you know, it's a good opportunity. And um, if you capitalize on it, it's it's definitely a cool experience. Yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty awesome. I love watching college golf any chance I get, um, especially on TV. And, you know, it's really cool to see that they're doing it more often now. That's kind of, you know, even this next semester, there's going to be a lot of, you know, events outside of the national championship that are going to be televised. Um, You know, it's just really cool. And I think it's super special. And it seems like anytime you get at the biggest level or the highest, you know, highest stage possible, um, you know, you go out there and you perform. And I mean, just kind of talk about, I mean, you guys have had all this success in let alone yourself you've performed really well and so has the team I mean, kind of talk about you know the team and stuff let you know outside of competing with each other but i mean what's it like qualifying with you guys back home for i mean for spots i'm sure you know it's pretty brutal yeah it's it's tough because you don't know you don't know and coach doesn't even know who's gonna get in you know some, yeah we do, we do some tough qualifying and uh i remember the first one i was we were playing we were playing and there was like three of us in the final round that were playing for we were pretty separated from everyone else for the most part but we were playing for an exemption into the first two or something mm-hmm. and I, I had never been like in a situation like that and yeah um, and I played well fortunately but um you know I was telling coach like we were coming down 18 I was like I was like legitimately kind of nervous um <laughs> yeah. and I was like man this is like I've never experienced anything like this, even on like a golf course when, you know, you're trying to win because more, it's just for you, but like mm-hmm. the team aspect of it is so different. And um, right. Right. Exactly. This is exactly what I signed up for. And I got it in the first two weeks of school. So that's um, it. It, you know, it's competitive. We had, you know, um, Jackson Dow who had a good year for us. Um, mm-hmm. You know uh, we were going to, I think it was Merido qualifier. He had like a four shot lead with two holes to go and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. anything can happen in qualifying. We saw it the first couple of weeks and that's what makes it so special to play. And, uh, you know, if you're qualifying, you're going to, you're, you deserve to be there and you're going to play well for the most part. So it's kind of fulfilling. Um, and it gives you a bit of confidence, you know, just playing well against guys that could easily be in your position and play well too. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of talked about you were actually kind of nervous coming down 18 there. And, you know, whenever I had Logan, you know, Logan McAllister on the podcast, he was, you know, more, he, you know, he won a qualifier. And then the, that week he won, you know, the Nike collegiate. And he said he was more nervous during the qualifier than he was actually winning that tournament. I mean, is that kind of something you can, you can relate to as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, I would, I would ditto that statement just, uh, yeah, just because like, you know you're not going to get the opportunity if you mm-hmm. 
don't do it. Like you can lose and still come in second and you yeah. know, life's, life's good. Obviously you want to win, but um, if you don't qualify, you're sitting home watching mm -hmm. TV. So yeah, um, that there's a different aspect of it. And obviously you don't want to miss out on stuff like that. So I think it just means not that it means more, but it, it, it kind of does at the same mm -hmm. time. Like it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but um, it's definitely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just kind of everything that you've talked about with the university of Oklahoma, you know, program, I mean, can you kind of maybe go back to maybe your years at Rutgers and kind of compare them to years at university of Oklahoma? I mean, what would you say are kind of maybe some of just the key differences between both programs? Um, they're definitely different. Um, you know, I would say the, the one difference that sticks out to me is, mm -hmm. well, and this is also part of the reason why I switched, like the type of golf is different. Like we're playing mm -hmm. different grass, different yeah. courses. Um, and I knew that if I was going to take my game to the next level, I'd have to be able to play on all sorts of different grass. Cause I've, you know, I've played on um, Northeast style courses for the longest time. Right. Um, so that's been a big difference. And, um, you know, it's different conference, different, uh, it just, you know, TV and all that good stuff. Right. Uh, there's a certain different level, but at the end of the day, it's all the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, at Rutgers, you, if you play well, you're going to play against the best. Right. You know, only if you play well, you're going to play against the best. So, um, you know, I think it's just, you know, I'm comfortable at both places, which is, which is cool. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think that for me, it's been nice playing at both places. And uh, I don't think I would definitely not be at Oklahoma if it weren't for my, pre the previous program. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's worked out perfectly for me in a way, but um, you know, I don't think it, if, you know, if I think if I started at Oklahoma, my freshman year at Rutgers, if you switched them, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it would have gone like it has. So yeah, um, I think that's been kind of a cool process of it. Yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to how, you know, you didn't play AJGAs, you didn't play, you know, you played a lot of mid, you know, a lot of amateur tournaments, high level amateur tournaments like that, and not really AJGAs. And you still got to, you know, a high division one program and then let alone to go the extra step further to get the university of Oklahoma, you know, after Rutgers. I mean, it's kind of, kind of goes to show just anybody out there that I mean you can get to where you want to be it just may not be you know straight out of high school to there I mean it may you know take a couple of years or a few years at you know another top level d1 program and then transfer like you did I mean that's just it's just one of the paths to get to where you want to be um, I think you're kind of a testament to that and I think once again, if you just continue to play good golf, the, the coaches will come and find you and the opportunities will come as well. And I think, you know, you've been able to really capitalize on those opportunities to get to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so obviously you guys have this next semester coming up. You guys are kind of in the off season right now, finishing up finals and everything. Um, you know, kind of talk about what are some of the goals for the team this next year? Um, and, you know, what are some of the, you know, I'm sure you guys have your eyes set, you know, back on, you know, national championship and stuff like that. I mean, what's it going to, you know, what's it going to take for you guys this next semester and kind of what are some of the goals for the team? Um, you know, we, we really don't focus on, obviously we want to win as much as we can. Um, right. Obviously right. we want to win the national championship, no doubt, but you know, it doesn't get there without building each kind of stepping stone from each tournament. Um, right. So you know, obviously we want to be a Greyhawk, but obviously you saw last year too, they almost missed it mm -hmm. but they made it by one shot at regionals. So right. you don't want to look too far ahead because you'll miss out on some important things that you may learn um, from mm -hmm. previous or tournaments. So we start up in Puerto Rico, February, late February. So yeah, uh, we're working towards that. And um, I know all that we've been working hard in the gym and, and, you know, getting ready for the, getting ready for the season. So yeah, uh, I'm excited. And I think, I think if we keep working like we have been, it'll be, it'll be a good spring. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we always see, I always see those videos, you know, you, you know, bench pressing those hundred pound dumbbells out there. I mean, you guys are working and I mean, it's all out there to see, that's for sure. I mean, that's, yeah. that's impressive stuff, man. Yeah. We, 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 uh, I would say there's probably not too many golf teams that work like work out like we do in the, uh, in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, I mean, it's kind of all part of the college golf, you know, schedule, given those workouts, but 
I mean, yeah, you guys are, you know, you guys are on a whole other level of that. It seems like Coach Hubble really, you know, like you said, is a little more hardcore. And that's something that really attracted you there. And that's why you guys are the way you guys are. I mean, you guys put in the work and you guys are at the position you are because of that. Yeah, we, we do stuff that's good for good for us. But then we also do some tough workouts that are, you know, a little more team bonding stuff and mental toughness stuff, which, you know, is not fun in the moment. But you look yeah. back on it and, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty beneficial. Yeah. yeah, that's funny, man. That's that's great, though. Um, do you yourself like to set goals? Is there kind of anything? I mean, I know you're you're. Is, this is a redshirt senior year. Is that right for you? Uh, I guess I guess so. With COVID, I, I know uh-huh. I'm a fifth year. That's it. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, right. I never really redshirted, so okay. Uh, I guess I guess technically, yeah, but I don't really know. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, do you have any goals kind of for yourself? I mean, what what's kind of the future looking like for you? I mean, do you, obviously you want to play professional golf. I'm sure the PJ Tour U rankings is attractive for you. Um, you know, kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, I definitely have things in mind. Like, you know, I want to crack that top 15 for PJ Tour, and you know, if I play really well, you know, you never know with the top five. But right, um, right. So you know, I don't look at that stuff per se. Like, mm-hmm. which like coach will say like hey you see you move and I was like I, you know I don't really look at it because I'm not I know I'm not in that zone yet so right um, you got to keep working to get there but um I I don't have any like specific goals because I think you know back to what I said if you look too far ahead yeah um it can kind of catch up with you a little bit so I I really just kind of go with the flow and take each day as an opportunity to get better per se but mm-hmm. um Obviously, I want to play as well as I can, and I know if I do, things will take care of itself. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of my approach to the whole thing. I don't really look at much and kind of do my own thing, and hopefully it'll work out. And just go out there and play good golf. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah man, definitely. Said. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. A little easier said than done. But, I mean, I'm sure you're going to put the work in, you know, whatever, wherever it is that you want to get to. And, um, you know, you're going to continue to put the work in and not only you guys, but the whole team is as well. And I'm really excited to see how you guys go, um, not only this next semester, but just your years after that, even, I think it's gonna be super exciting. you got a great journey ahead of you. Um, you know, we're heading in the next section of the show, I like to call the ham and egg section. It's just kind of some for fun questions, kind of away. There's still about golf, but still, you know, away from kind of your journey a little bit. Um, you know, if, if you had to play another sport professionally, you know, what sport would you play and why would you play it? Um, probably lacrosse because that's the one sport I played for, you know, 18 yeah. years at school or at home. And uh-huh. I was pretty good, but um, yeah. I didn't quite have to speak for it. But, I was yeah. good, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not the big time pro sport, but, you know, yeah. that's probably that'd probably be my sport. Lacrosse. Yeah, definitely. I mean, here on the West Coast, I, you know, I don't hear many people say lacrosse. So, hey, I mean, lacrosse, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you talked about a little bit about your nerves coming down in that qualifier a little bit, and, you know, you've played in a lot of high level Amber events. You've played, you know, amazing tournaments at Rutgers and you've played some top level events here at university of Oklahoma. Um, you know, what's the most nervous you've ever been on the golf course and, you know, what, what do you kind of do to keep yourself calm during those moments? Um, I think the most nervous I've ever been was the summer after my surgery because, okay. Yeah. Um, just because I knew, I kind of knew I wasn't ready to go play again. Okay. Um, I was like, it was more of like a shock factor and, you know, I just knew I wasn't ready. So I had to go still go out and perform, but I couldn't really. Gotcha. That's the most nervous I've ever been just because, you know, when you're playing, you know, Merida or whatever, you've been practicing for so much and you're you're ready. Right. Um, so it's not more nerves, it's more excitement. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, that's the answer for that one. But um, yeah, it's, it's a position I don't want to be in again, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to stay healthy. That's for sure. And yeah. um, you know, but you fought through it. It's only going to make you a better player. And yeah. um, I mean, you, you know, kind of everything happens for a reason. If you probably didn't go through that, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe you wouldn't be here the way, you know, in today. So, yeah. I mean, you just never know, but you know, I think it's all, it's all happened for a reason. Um Obviously, you've played, you know, junior golf. You had, you know, you played in kind of the local events and stuff. You played kind of in your region. Didn't branch out to AJGA as much, but that's totally fine. You know, do you have kind of any advice for junior golfers out there that maybe 
you know, or looking to, you know, play college golf and play at that high D1 level? I mean, do you have any advice for, you know, kind of junior players out there? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, kind of being yourself is the coolest part about it. You know, you look at our team, um, there's so many different guys. You got Patrick who plays left-hand low mm -hmm. uh, and he's a righty and you got Garrett who grips it insane. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's just so many different guys on our team that come from different areas and play different. So whatever your kind of niche thing is, or, you know, you, you're different than everyone else. I think that's the kind of the cool part about it. Um, Cause you'll stand out to, you'll stand out to someone if you, if you, you know, if you work hard and you play well, but, um, and then that's the other thing, just getting consistent and working hard. And, you know, if you like it, if you like it and care, you'll be, you'll be all right. Yeah, definitely, man. I think that's great. Especially, like you said, I mean, yeah, Patrick Welch, there's a lot of different kind of ways to, you know, play golf and just look at your guys' team. There's different ways to kind of go about it. And I think that's something that's great advice to kind of stick to, you know, who you are and kind of play your strengths for sure. I think that's great advice for any golfer out there, any yeah. golfer out there. Um, so there's a lot of resources you guys have access to at University of Oklahoma, you know, the, the practice facilities, um, you know, the alumni, the coaches, the schedule you guys play. I mean, what's one resource that you can kind of pinpoint that you really, you know, that you really cherish about the program or something that you just couldn't live without? Um, well, our facility is pretty insane. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we we have anything you want to do, you can get done. And uh, there's so many different things. I don't think there's one thing that yeah. you know, obviously, you know, if you didn't have the facility, you wouldn't be able to practice. So that's probably the one thing I wouldn't live with that. But um, uh -huh. yeah. You know, it's cool having the, like, alumni network that we have. Um, obviously, you have Abe and Max and Quaid and all those guys who have yeah. come through. Um, it's just nice resources to have. And, you know, we talk a good amount um, just shooting this shit kind of. But um, Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a cool part. And then, obviously, you have Coach who, you know, you bounce ideas off of and whether it's, you know, about school or whatever. But, um there's so many different factors that kind of all combine into that one thing that, you know, makes mm -hmm. it so special. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really great to have that alumni, you know, Abram answer coming back and kind of, you know, it's only you guys, I'm sure are learning so much from those guys that are, you know, playing professional golf, because obviously, you know, I'm sure you want to be there one day playing on the PGA tour and kind of getting out there. So, I mean, just, you know, learning all you can from guys like that, that have experience. I mean, that's, that's huge. It's huge yeah. to have. Yeah, and just bouncing ideas off of what they're going through and whatnot, it, it makes right. it it makes life kind of easier for us a little bit, you know, because no, you you you're not going to be blindsided when you have things that you can ask questions for those guys that have been through it. Right, absolutely. I mean, that's all great stuff to learn from and to and just kind of prepare you for, you know, for anything really. And it's nice that you can ask those questions because they've been there, done that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so you guys go week to week playing different golf courses and, um, you know, I'm sure whenever you're at Rutgers university, you know, you knew a lot of those courses playing there. I mean, you made that transition to university of Oklahoma. Now you kind of play in a different variety of courses. Um, you know, how do you approach a golf course that you haven't played yet? I mean, do you kind of, you know, strategize a certain way or kind of, how do you like to go about kind of learning a new golf course? Um, I, I really don't do too much like research in it because i kind of like feeling it out when i'm yeah. in it um mm -hmm. and for me i feel like i play better when i don't really see it because i'm thinking more yeah uh, but there's a certain level of just you know comfort that you'll find on certain holes and if you're not comfortable you got to find something that'll make you comfortable um mm -hmm. but i really don't you know i i kind of the same way i kind of go about everything else i kind of just go with the flow each course has got its own different unique parts and I just try to find where I can take my advantages and and if I got to play smart on certain spots I'll do that but um, mm -hmm. it's kind of just knowing where you can you know take a shot and where you gotta gotta lay off the gas a little bit right and you kind of talked about you know feeling comfortable or you know kind of you know making trying to you know get something or feel or get, have a certain club or something to where you feel comfortable you know what's kind of something that if you stand on a tee box and you're looking down the fairway or if there's certain some kind of wind or something you know what makes you uncomfortable and what do you do kind of you know to get comfortable um that's a good question i to make me uncomfortable it'd probably be you know 
it, I like working the ball left to right. So mm-hmm. if you have something that, you know, is kind of holding me back against that, um, mm-hmm. that would probably be something that makes me a little uncomfortable. But, um, and that's why I've been working on more of a, you know, my three, what I've kind of been working on something that can draw over. So yeah, um, I would say that's my, that's my kind of one, I guess, flaw if I, if you would say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I thought I'd just throw it out there just to see. And it's always nice to, like you said, kind of grab that three wood and hit something that, you know, it's going to go in the fairway. Um, yeah. You know, if it gets a little uncomfortable, because I'm sure, you know, there's going to be some moments where there's out of bounds or water, right. And it's going to be a little, you know, yeah. a little cautious. So, but, um, but the kind of player you are though, I'm sure you power through a lot of that stuff and, um, you know, stripe driver down the middle still. So I'm sure that's not too much of an issue. Try to. um awesome man well we're heading to the last question here um i'm sure you've had a huge support system throughout your golf career not only your family but your family at rutgers and your family university of oklahoma but is there kind of some somebody or you know a couple people that you can really pick out that have really inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today um i don't know that's a good question too you know there's i could name probably 30 people if you oh i'm sure yeah you gave me time or more than that um there's a couple people like who kind of got me started early like brian gaffney who um was my pro at rumson where i play and he played in a couple u.s opens and pgas and yeah um so he i would go out and play at nights with him and stuff like that so he's definitely one of those people that kind of got me into like more serious golf than just kind of casual Mm -hmm. but he kept it fun yeah what i liked i still talk to him to this day Awesome. Um, and then there's a couple other people, but um, you know, like my dad, my brother, and uh, my buddy, other buddies that I play with, like our family friends. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the kind of people that keep golf fun for me, and we're always talking and making fun of each other and whatnot. So, um, stuff like that, it makes it fun for me. Yeah, and it seems like you're the kind of guy that likes to keep golf fun, and I mean, that's kind of what golf's all about—is having fun, going out there, and um you know just really enjoying the moment and kind of being in the moment like that and it seems like that's the kind of player you are I think that's going to be you know huge huge hugely um you know beneficial for you kind of in, throughout your whole golfing career and I think you know to have that support system and those people behind you kind of helping you through each stage of your golf career I think it's you know it's really gotten to the to the point where you're at today and um you know it's always nice to give thanks to those people so yeah man, really really glad that you're able to have that in your life as well. And um, yeah, it's kind of a huge thing to play golf. I feel like you got to have a support system to play golf because if not, it's kind of hard. So, um, yeah. but it's nice that you've been able to get it from all ends and um, yeah, it's kind of made you the player you are today. So that's for sure. For sure. Awesome. And well, that'll, that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with Dylan auto featuring Chris Goddard. Chris, once again, thank you so much for coming on, man. Had a great time chatting with you. And, you know, I just really excited to see how you guys go this, you know, this next semester and just kind of what the future holds for you. I think it's going to have some really special things for you and um, you're going to do great things in the game of golf, I feel. Yeah, same here. Thanks for having me and, uh, you know, appreciate what you guys do. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. We'll stay in contact and have a good one, man. Awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll see everybody. All right. And that's it, dude. That'll wrap it up. Awesome. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you for starting a little early too. I, I got like uh, my first day of training for my new job today. At, so like I had to, they were like, they, they moved it up 30 minutes and I'm like, fuck, like really? Like, God damn it. So like, I'm, I'm like, but uh, just type this paper tonight. So I'm, I'm chilling. Okay, sweet, man. Good deal. Um, Yeah. So let me see. I got, I have a couple pre-recorded episodes already. Um, Let me see. So your episode will come out on January 3rd. Um, I'll text you the day before just to remind you and stuff. Um, I already got pictures of you from Merido, so it's all good. I don't need any there. Um, but yeah, I'll just make an Instagram edit and post them like all the, you know, all my guests and stuff like that. And um, awesome. yeah, dude, if there's ever anything you need from me or anything like that, just let me know. And um, yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm trying to get out to some more tournaments, take pictures this year, and hopefully we'll see you guys out there at some point. For sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Sweet. We'll take care, Chris. And, uh, you know, we'll stay in contact, man. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. You too, man. Take care. Have fun with the finals there. Yeah. I'll try to <laughs> see you, man. See you, man.